Welcome back, agents, to another episode of Prime Tips. I'm glad to see you back, and this time we're talking about farming, setting up ingress portal farms, how to do it, uh, why you would do it, and some of the finer points. Now, I've talked about a lot of things already that go with building portals and modding them and those type of things. This time, we're just kind of putting it all together and talking about farms and what a farm is. Now, basically, a farm is simply portals that are designed to generate gear, and usually gear of a specific type, specific level, and that type of thing. So that's the general idea. So let's look at how you go about it and those type of things. So probably one of the biggest things with uh, making a farm is location. It's kind of like buying a house. Location, location, location. It's really important that you get a good location, not only for generating gear, but also for keeping that farm safe and sound. So what do you need? Well, you need a location that allows you to sit back and hack for extended periods of time without raising suspicions, people bothering you, uh, blocking traffic, you're being in other people's way, all, all those kind of things. So a place where you could be there and, and people would kind of expect you to be there. Um, you want a location that's generally not used for active play. So something that's not a strategic anchor that is often used for blocks or often used for anchors for uh, baths or any type of fielding in the area or you know where there's a lot of players that are going through there. You, you probably don't want that because a farm is something that you want low traffic for. You want your people to go there and to get stuff and hopefully not even really be seen or used by the other side. They'll find it eventually, but uh, you want to keep it as low-key as possible. You want a location that is accessible to your faction 24-7 if possible. Um, so locations where your faction agents and you already go are great. You know, if you've got that favorite haunt, a, a bar or something, and there's enough portals there and it's going to work out, that would be a great place. Um Again, whether the opposing faction comes there or not might be a consideration. Um, even something with limited access, as long as it doesn't limit you. So what I mean by that is maybe you have uh, a set of portals that will work out great for a farm, but they're behind a paywall, you know, some places you have to pay to get into. But you work there. That's a great farm because it's going to limit the other side coming in and tearing that farm down. Downside is it might limit your players from your side getting in there and being able to farm. Uh, something has good access for in and out, uh, especially if you're doing panic restocking, as I call it. You know, if, if that other agent shows up in town and uh, they're blowing things up and you've got to fight them and you're out of cubes, you may need to get to the farm and get some cubes quick. Um, so you want to be able to get in and out without you know, have it unlock things or drive through checkpoints or that kind of stuff. Um, so that part of the location is important. The other part of the location that is important is that you have good portal density. You want portals that are close together that you can get to, hopefully from a stationary position. That would be the best. You don't want to have to do a lot of walking on a farm. Uh, you want them all kind of close in. 
So the ability to hit multiple portals from one stationary location makes it an excellent choice. So where would you find these things? Parks. Parks are a great place for farms for a couple of reasons. Uh, usually you'll have parking areas or pavilions that allow you to sit undisturbed for long periods of time. People expect you to be doing that so they won't bother you. Um, if possible, pick a park that's not too busy. You know, you don't want one that there's a bunch of kids that are going to be around or one that the pavilions are often used for uh, family reunions or meetings because you might, you know, expect to be sitting in that pavilion. Uh, again, easy in, easy out so that you can get in and out quickly when you need to. The other reason parks are probably good choices actually kind of goes back to Pokemon Go players. Uh, when Pokemon Go players started in with the game and they were figuring out that um, they could kind of build things in parks that would generate more uh, gems and raids, they started looking into the S2 cell system that's used for mapping in both games. So only one pokey stop or pokey or gym in a level 17 cell one of the, what they call the s2 cell system so what that means is they would try to squeeze as many into a park as they can getting that one pokey stop or uh in that level 17 cell now ingress portals you could have multiple ones in a level 17 cell the end result was that when they started to submit portals at least around here, the local parks started to fill up with ingress portals. And some of them were relatively crappy submissions, but you had a lot of them in a dense area. So that makes it good for the farm. Um, the problem is that it might be closed at night. And speaking of night, we, we got a little bit of a thunderstorm going on. It's uh, spring in central Illinois, so we're just going to have to kind of go with that. So let's get back to this. Uh, another place that you might want to consider would be scenic areas in cities, those areas that have low traffic. Uh, those scenic areas may be something that has sculptures and stuff like that, uh, lots of artwork, points of interest. Those are usually designed for people to walk, sit, and talk. So that's what you're looking for is a place that you can sit and hack or glyph hack hopefully and be undisturbed and it's not unusual people to gather and loiter in those areas and again you don't want to stand out when you are farming uh, the only problem that you may run into is that they might have a high mu count for anchoring portals in population dense areas so if it's in a downtown area it might uh, have a lot of traffic for other players going in and looking at those things. The other thing you want to take into consideration is only build as many portals as you can maintain. Um, you might consider, hey, there's a whole bunch of portals here. Let's make them all part of the farm. But you got to consider that you're going to keep these charged for a long period of time. And if you have a lot of portals in your farm, you're going to have to get a lot of cubes to keep them charged. And eventually that's going to wear on you. So only go with as many as, as you think that you can keep charged. Uh, also think of keys. You want to make sure that you keep a key so you can do a remote charging. So keep at least one key for each portal in your farm so that you can charge it, or hopefully you won't have to, to defend it if someone else happens to go there. 
the rule of thumb is don't link or field using farm portals. These are not designed for offense or defense. Uh, so if you link or field off of them, that draws attention, it draws attackers, and that's not what you want. They're just not designed for that. So how do you go about designing and deploying? Well, you would think that you want the highest level portals are the best thing, but it, it, that is great, but it's not always the best. It depends upon what you need and what's available. So higher level portals don't really increase the drop rate of more powerful mods more often, although it might appear so. We'll talk about why. Um, it, it, the drop rate's pretty much the same for anything. It just depends on how many times you hack that particular portal. Uh, glyph hacking, of course, is always better. Uh, you get bonus items, which means you get more choice, more chances to get rare items. So you build portal levels that are consistent with your needs. So level resonators for the things that you're always short on. So if you happen to always be short on level four resonators and you can't do deploys because you're, you're short on level four resonators, put some level four portals in your farm. If level seven happens to be the one that you, you miss out on a lot, if you can get a level seven portal in that farm, build a level seven. Of course, if you can build an eight, build an eight. That's great. But again, if you've got 300 L8 resonators and you've got two L4s, you're going to need those L4s to build things. You probably need to generate L4s. Now, you also need to consider the drop level of items. So the drop level is based on uh, a bell curve. So what that means is that about 68% of the time, that portal is going to drop the same level gear as the portal. So a level 4 will drop, drop a level 4 68% of the time. About 27% of the time, it's going to drop a gear that is one level higher or one level lower. And only about 5% of the time, it's going to drop gear that's two levels higher or two levels lower. Now we're talking about level things like uh, resonators and bursters. So for instance, a level 4 portal, 68% of the time, it's going to be a level 4 item. 27% of the time, it's going to be a level 3 or level 5 item. And only 5% of the time, it's going to drop something that's level 2 or level 6. So you won't see that very often. Level 8 portals, level 7 in some respects, are different because you can't go one level higher or one level lower. So it has to go 8. So what that really means is, on average, about 84% of the time you're going to see level 8 gear come out. And then uh, about 13.5% you'll see 7, and about 25 you'll see 6. Uh, and again, those are averages based on what we've seen. There's no guarantee there, but that's kind of what happens. The basic rule of thumb is the more stuff you hack, the better chance you have of getting those rare and very rare items. For example, uh, about one in every 2,500 hacks or items is going to be an Ada or a Jarvis. And that's an estimate. That's not, you know, if you sit down and through 2,500, you're going to get one. No, that's just an estimate about that. So... When you're building them, have that in mind. If you can get your friends to help you build them, you can get it to the right level. Or you can bump flip. Now, we've talked about what bump flipping is. 
um, but to get that level portal that you need. So if you go back to episode 28, it'll tell you about bump flipping to get to the level that you need. The other thing that's always nice is offer to bump the portals on a farm when you're in town. So if you know that you're going to a, a town nearby and somebody has a farm they're building, hey, go by and say, hey, do you want me to put some eights and sevens on there to help you out? How to mod those farming portals. Um, modding is something that, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it to get what you want. If you go back and listen to or watch episode 30, where I talk about heat sinks and multi-hacks for the specs, uh, you can get down to the nitty-gritty. But generally, basically, what you would want to do is put the highest or rarest, excuse me, heat sink you have on that portal. That's going to cut down on the cooldown time, so less time between hacks. And you want to put on the rarest multi-hack to increase the number of hacks before burnout. So you get to hack it more times before it burns out and you can't hack it anymore. Now, if multiple, multiple portals are in reach, you want to try to get that cooldown time enough so that you can rotate through all the portals nonstop. And that's the best design. So if you have, I don't know, five portals and you're able to to you know hack one two three four five and by the time you get back to number one it's cooled down you can just rotate through those and you can build up stuff really quickly now there is a diminishing return for multiple heat sinks and multi-hacks you can put them on but um, it doesn't always give you much so if we go back to to the mod calculator you can kind of see that if i put on let's say that i put on a a very rare multi-hack and a very rare heat sink and now i've got a 90 second cooldown which actually that's less uh that would be 45 now in covid time because they've reduced the cooldown time but in re in regular time 90 seconds between hacks and you would get 16 of them so you may think well i'll just throw on another you know i'll have somebody come by and we'll put on another rare heat heat sink and that should have that again no, it doesn't really do that. It, it gives you like half of the half, so you're down to 58 seconds. So I put on a third one, and now I'm down to 38 seconds, and I'm still getting only 16. So you probably need to think about maybe putting something else on there, like an Edo in, which we'll talk about, or having more portals in your farm, which allow you to work that uh, cooldown time so that it works out for you better. Okay. So... Um, you can shape the XM spin to generate more of what you need. So what I'm talking about here are Edo N pluses and Edo N minuses. And again, you probably want to first put on the, the uh, heat sink and the multi-hack. And then if you have somebody else that come by, then have them put on the Edo Ns. Or if you flip it and flip it back, then you can put the Edo Ns on. So Edo M Plus is going to convert bursters and ultra strikes to resonators and shields, which means you're going to get more defensive items out of those portals. Uh, Edo N Minus converts resonators and shields to bursters and ultra strikes. just goes the other way. So you're going to get more offensive. So if you are always short on uh, bursters, you probably want to make sure that you put an Edo N on those portals in your farm, and it's going to convert them. But in the end, you're going to have more of what you need, which is offensive gear. And lastly, a fracking party. You know, if if you can do it, get some friends together, get a couple of fracks 
and throw them on the portals and then go to town. Um, so you want to maximize that. So, you know, if you've got two or three friends, have them each put a frack on two or three of the portals, and then you can rotate through those portals and generate a lot of stuff in a small amount of time. Now, you probably want to pare down your inventory before you start. That way you're not forced to, you know, do recycling or dropping while you're going along. And when you're done, just make sure that you recharge those resonators when you're done because a frack will take that down quite a bit when it's all done. So that is farming. Um, if you can make one, great. If you can help make one, better yet, but make sure you don't tell the opposing team where your farm is at because there's some people that just like to kill farms. So that's farming in a nutshell. I hope I see you in the field soon. So long, agents. You want to keep Prime Tips coming your way? Then consider becoming a Prime Tips supporter. For as little as a buck a month, you can support Prime Tips as we give you new ways to enjoy Ingress and your Ingress Prime Scanner. So throw us a buck or two. We can use it for important things like gas, food, frackers, and most importantly, creating Prime Tips, podcasts, and videos. That's right, I said videos. Every Prime Tip audio podcast has a Prime Tips video to go with it because, you know, sometimes it's just easier to see something done instead of hearing how something's done. So, become a Prime Tips supporter. Visit bit.ly slash Prime Tips support. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital S-U-P-P-O-R-T. And to watch our videos, go to bit.ly slash Prime Tips video. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital V-I-D-E-O. Check the show notes for these and other Prime Tips links. Thanks.